0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Our Generation On Air. My name is Alex Bullamore and before we start, improper, I feel as QPR fans, uh, we, we, we need to issue an apology on behalf of the club. Uh, so it came to light at full time on Saturday that some Burnley fans were less than pleased with the way we handled ourselves during the game, uh, engaging in the dark arts and such other stuff. Uh, Now Burnley, as we all know, has a long and storied history of playing football the correct way. Um, So on behalf (laughs) of QPR, I would like to apologise for not playing the game in the attractive style of football Burnley only discovered at the start of this season. With that (laughs) out of the way, I'm joined by Micah Chudley and Ben Summer. Lads, uh, welcome. Lovely to have you on. How are we all?
1: Frankly, ashamed of uh, the quality of football we played. I, I could not be more devastated with mm. how things went last Saturday. Yep. Um, I think we've let the game down. Quite um, right. I think we've let ourselves down.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Yeah, sickened by it.
0: Yeah.
1: Micah? I, I completely
2: agree. I completely agree with you. Um. Yeah. What a disgrace to football we are.
0: Yeah. I mean, they have also won the league, so they, sh- they don't think they're going to care.
2: But I just, you
0: know, I thought it'd be polite issue a little bit of an apology because we all know it's 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 just wrong um we won a game that was uh probably the most qpr game to win i'd say um i think it's very feasible in the build-up to this game that most fans who know other qpr fans or go to qpr with other fans would have probably sat there and said we've been really rubbish tonight, but we're gonna go and beat Burnley now, aren't we? It's gonna be so QPR. We're gonna go do this. It's like and it actually went and happened. Um,
2: <laughs>
0: have you said anything oh, really? words to those effects to like your dads
1: or your sort of friends in the build-up to the game at all? Well, it's an interesting one because I actually had a conversation after the game with a friend who supports Birmingham City. And he looked at that result and he went, that would have been the most blues thing ever to go and beat Burnley and, and shithouse Burnley effectively away from home. And it, it was an interesting one, because I think actually the only thing that would have been more KPR would be after how terrible we'd been if we had absolutely played Burnley off the park. Like that feels like the thing <laughs> that we randomly do. Like that one Swansea game a few years ago under Steve McLaren, or, or possibly just after Steve McLaren, where we beat them, I think, 4-0. It's it's less QPR, oh, I think, to wow. nick a win like that in a in a in a bad run of form. I, I don't you know see. how you guys feel about that, but that 4-0 this one was Thomas heaven's can... finest hour.
2: Yeah, I was about to say yes, I completely yeah, yeah, yeah. forgot about that game.
1: That was uh that was a that was but that's what I mean. I think I think that's the thing that we tend to bizarrely go and do in the middle of terrible runs of form. I'm not convinced that we win these scrappy games like this as often. It felt yeah. very, very Ainsworth. I mean I don't know if you yeah. felt like that. I think we said... Yeah, no, was- I,
2: agree. I agree. I think as well, I think not to not to instantly put depression onto the podcast, but I think that is is probably been the problem for years. Like, I mean, my dad jokes all the time, the year we walked the league with Warnock as manager, we lost to Scumford 4-0. And they, I think they no, won. Don't forget game.
0: Rob Hulse's goal.
2: And Rob no. Hulse scored. Like, it's so QPR. is like QPR just exists outside the rules of space and time. As weird football club.
0: Yeah. Um... I don't know. It's just, would would it be more QPR now to then do what we did after Watford and go and lose
2: to Stoke? Nah, it, it would, would be more, more QPR PR. if we somehow
1: got relegated. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Took
2: the words out of my mouth. Took the words completely out of my mouth. <laughs>
1: did you I mean, imagine? That's all my
2: dad's that? been saying. That's literally all my dad's been saying since Saturday. He's like, yeah, we'll probably go and lose the next two. Yeah. So it Really fun. fun.
0: I do find it funny though, is it because we've got these two games coming up against teams that, you know, really their season is over. Uh, and we've played Burnley, Watford, West Brom, Norwich, and got points from them. <laughs> but against all the teams in, in and around us lost. to every single one of them, I think it's just, it's bizarre how this football club sort of uh, ends up dealing with itself sometimes. You also imagine being one of the fans of the other teams around us because I think if we had lost that game, it would have been a really bad weekend for us because a few other teams picked up points, some other teams play, picked up points in difficult places to go. Mm. They would have been looking at that because I think didn't Wigan win or something like that, and the, the, the yeah, bottom two
2: win.
0: got points. You know, they're looking, they would be looking at that, thinking we've got a chance now. Take it into the final two games, and then they go and see. Oh, even QPR have picked up points this week. Burnley. <laughs> How's that happened? Yeah. Like, it would, I be... know, and, and, and then even, even sympathy for them,
1: yeah, and even, even then, picking up three points against Burnley with how terrible we've been, you wouldn't think that would get us almost to safety. Like, it is purely that bizarrely mm. good run of form we had at the start of the season. Um, you're not going to catch me dead thanking McBeal for that, but that <laughs> is effectively. Where we're at right. You look at a Cardiff City, who have basically just been consistently below average the whole season, but always have managed to nick points a little more often than we have. That's how they've ended up getting out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got teams that have, like, sort of Huddersfield, that have only really woken up the second half of the season. But I think, I think you forget, I know everyone bangs on about we were first then and we were whatever, but it is purely those points that are keeping us going, even mm. with that win against Burnley. Mm.
0: Um, I took a screenshot of the statistics at 36 minutes. I wasn't at the game. Uh, I was watching some rugby at Twickenham instead. Uh, And I was astounded. I mean, I I fully expected this, but these stats are incredible. 36 minutes into the first half, 87% possession to Burnley. (laughs) I finished at 81%. I mean, it didn't get that much better. No. I've never seen a possession bar so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> um, 11 shots to our one. Um, and then they had three shots on target to our one. So, you know, 100%. I think two of those are
2: goal line clearances as well, by the way. Those... Yep. Well, oh, yeah, two, yeah, out, yeah.
0: two out of three. Um, 11 shots, three on target, not on target. Yeah, so, there's room to work on there, Burnley. Uh <laughs> eight corners to a zero and they hadn't committed any fouls at that point where we'd committed three. It's just, you know, you don't have to be Sherlock Holmes to read into what was happening in that game.
2: What did we pay the ref?
0: Well, just the whole sort of stats (laughs) in general, sort of like it it paints one story and it's not one of uh, QPR sort of playing.
2: Yeah. I I mean,
0: not saying we played badly, but not having a foothold in the game in the slightest.
2: Yeah, I mean the the one thing, um, like let's be honest, it's a lucky win. Right, we that that's that's it's a fact. Yeah, I, I don't know if people are taking it any other way. Um, but the the one thing you would say, I would suppose, and maybe this is me just going all in on embracing this style of football. But the one thing you could say is that we've never really been able to do that. Um, so it and yeah, it's hard to really praise players after they've won two in twenty eight. I know, but like to really bring that perform pull that performance out of the bag against the best team in the league when everybody's expecting you to lose um the fans that have come don't even really expect anything much from you anymore and rightly so um yeah it takes a lot of balls to be fair so
0: yeah and i think this speaks to you know like you said there was two goal line clearances both by rob dicky uh, a player who's played uh, crap for a long time now and you know <laughs> that's it, the technical it, term that is the technical term um but I kind of I said to my dad, there's one of them which he heads off the line and it is actually incredible. I was yeah. like, it's a really good goal line clearance, and it just made me happy to see him sort of doing something good. Um <laughs> and really? my dad was like, sort of, yeah, well, if they hadn't played like this for so long, and then it's like just just be happy. Yeah,
1: yeah no, this for this case, week, just be happy. I've I've had a better week than I yeah, have had for the past few months solely because of that. Right?
0: <laughs> like, I, I don't need to be miserable about Rob Dickey's performance this week, so I'm just going to be glad that he was there on the line to head that away because otherwise we lose yeah. probably. Um, you know, if they score first, I imagine floodgates open and that's it, it's like 6 1 yeah. or something like yeah. that again. Um, um, but yeah, just oh, just be glad that we did it. <laughs> you know, there's there's, there's yeah. no reason to be miserable this week. Um, Let's talk about the goals then three I think good goals all around I mean the Bernie
1: one is outstanding, but Sam' did he done like... it again
2: you he see he did it yeah, again did it
1: again against Blackburn exact same goal that like... same
2: goal like... yeah. and he'd done it before oh, apparently great. i
1: i didn't I don't know much about him as a player, apparently he's been doing that all season, really he cuts in And they stopped letting him cut in on the left like it, yeah i've seen a I've seen a
2: I've seen a video compilation of his goals, yeah I'm pretty sure like seventy percent of them is just that. Right. Fair play to it. Fair enough. Uh,
0: Sam Field then scores
2: oh. a very tidy
0: finish, um, and he, it's so funny because you can tell he doesn't know what to do when he cele- celebrates because he runs <laughs> the- as far away from the QPR fans as, well. as possible.
1: Um, also, like it was a it was a fantastic goal. Like it was a really good goal, but by the same measure, it's like the sort of goal that I score at Five side where you you have an opportunity to just whack it and it flies way nicer than you could have expected. Yeah, yeah. I'm not taking anything <laughs> yeah. away from him. And it and it was a good finish, but it just like came out of absolutely nowhere, sliced at it, and it just went miraculously well. And I love it. I love Sandfield. I'm so happy for him. I'm not I I don't think he's ever going to score another goal again. Like that's quite possible. It's not <laughs> it's not like he suddenly added this to his game. His game is excellent and it's just completely based on stuff that isn't scoring goals and then he can yeah, yeah. just do that for a laugh as well, which is nice and I'm it's a, it's very happy about that.
2: Now yeah, he- I found I found it funny along that same vein because uh, same vein bend that was a tongue twister. The other week I can't remember who it was against. I think it was Norwich near the end. He's like teed one up from about 30 yards out and he's completely sliced it, just shanked it. It's hit a yeah. defender which made his shot look better than it was. And you can kind of see in the way he lines, it's just kind of awkward, kind of gangly the way he shoots it. Like there's no real kind of like rhythm to it. Um but yeah, I mean, like the the luck we've had, like we deserved it, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. We, um, we deserved
0: it. there's obviously a lot of love for Samfield here. Uh, I'm gonna say something that probably won't go down well, but by the looks of it, he's gonna win Player of the Season, um, mm-hmm. just to fill the space of filling of winning Player of the Season. There's in <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. Season, right, th- this season, right? This season doesn't deserve to have a player of the season. Because I can't think of anyone that deserves it. It just, no, it doesn't need to happen. Oh, can, okay. we not, um, can we
1: not? I know what you mean. I, I think he has been good. Like, I don't think it's yeah. it's purely a sort of, you know, I'd, I'd also like, I don't know, I'd I'd rather a midfielder who you can genuinely pick out and go, I oh, know he has been good, even if the rest haven't, rather than another season where you've got to name a goalkeeper as player of the season, because he just about stops us from conceding. A few... Do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Dieng was great when he got jointly got player of the season. Um, he jointly got players' player. I can't remember who got um. Fans yeah, he got, player, got players' Dickie player, was, and I think Dickie got, got,
2: players... got fans' player. Yeah, well,
1: that's it, and I and I don't mind that at all. But I like I think Field has been good. Is my point. I don't want to take away from that. I don't know, Michael. How do you feel? No, no, no
2: I I I I was quite surprised. I have seen um our insights. He's been on our pod before. He'd done a poll. I was quite surprised how far and away Sam Field won it, just because I felt. My vote is Powell, to be honest with you. I think mm. people say people will say Powell dropped off after Bill left, but everybody dropped off after Bill left, and I feel like Powell dropped off the least. I also feel like there was a couple of good performances from him in that kind of weird Neil Critchley We' in limbo run mm. um but I think on the same vein, yes, Alex, nobody should be playing a season. It's been a horrible season, but along the same along the same vein, I would say, yeah, I'm not mad at field. In our most important games, it does feel like he's put in, like, bigger performances maybe than Powell. And, um, you know, if you look at Chair's numbers as well, it might not feel like it, but he's actually had, like, one of his more productive seasons in terms of creating chances. Mm. Uh, So I wouldn't be mad at any of those three winning it. My choice is Powell, really. But any of those three, I wouldn't be furious.
0: I think the thing with Sam Field as well is his availability wins him a lot of points people. Yeah,
2: true. Very true.
0: Um, in, in amongst the season. And that's, I guess, commendable because he is a player that's come into the club with injury problems. And he is the example of, in theory, what we do with these players that are sort of slightly injury prone elsewhere. It's broken down from at West Brom. He's going to come here. It's going to be a fresh start. And hopefully he can put all those injuries behind him. And by and large, he has. And that's been very impressive, to be honest, that he's been that solid and reliable because he was... Heavily affected by injuries at West Brom. Um, I and mean, we know from this season, there's plenty of players that have had ongoing issues, let's just say, with injuries. So I guess purely based on the availability, that's, you know, a plus. But I don't think you can give player of the season just because he turned up every week um, <laughs> and turned up, literally just walked into the stadium rather than turning up in a performance sense. Uh, yeah. Martin then. Uh, with the goal to win it. I think when this happened, I nearly broke my friend's back uh, by jumping on him. But uh, it was a brilliant header. And it's really funny for me because all around me, the fans that sit near me at Loftus Road, they were heavily laying into him at the Norwich game for being lazy, useless, whatever you name it. He just People just saying that he was utterly rubbish yet here he pops up with the most important goal of the season arguably uh, until hopefully a goal scored this weekend
1: Um, and against Reading sorry a goal scored this weekend against Reading
0: oh yeah to to put them down yeah yeah um
1: more likely than us scoring,
0: <laughs> we've got two against Burnley. It's we, uh, we can score at least one against Stoke. Um, don't say that, Alex. I, I shouldn't, a I team shouldn't, team but team why, team not? Team. why not? Why not? You know, um, <laughs> also news today about him probably going to get a new contract, which will come on to just after this. But Chris Martin, you know, there we need him just sort of mm-hmm. being a striker very useful
1: yeah I, I saw some I used to say biggest goal of the season I saw someone say biggest goal since the playoff final which I oh, thought actually God. wasn't wasn't a terrible shout like I, I you think you think that's really weird but in terms of we've had other relegation battles we've had moments where we've been chasing promotion but has it ever boiled down to an individual game to that extent and has it ever boiled down to an individual goal to that extent since then I'm not I'm I think this sure. is
0: the, the uh, when you say no, relegation no, battles, like under Holloway, we were close, but we I don't think we were ever sort of ever that in danger. We were always sort of well under,
1: under, under Warburton one season we were, but we pulled out of it early enough. Like yeah. it was around the middle of the season that we were looking um, really dismal. The battle but, technically hadn't started yet.
2: Yeah. You know, so I think there's was a bit a sort of phony shower. war at that point. Yeah, so I you no, I know I, I, yeah, to be fair Ben,
1: it's not it's not my point. I can't remember who said it, but I I think I just thought it was an interesting one. But it was like Jesus, actually, yeah, like that could be
2: uh, that, that is, has ripples, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's, very true. That's, that is depressing, though. God,
0: yeah, <laughs> that's a uh, a good what? I mean, that's a good nearly ten years of sporting QPR. Twenty fourteen, oh, wasn't it?
2: Years we have wasted, eh? What?
0: Yeah. Um, the knees then that breaks sort of five minutes before we came on here. I would say broke, sort of hidden well not in a West London Sport article, that Ainsworth was very strongly suggesting that he would be wanting Martin to get a new contract at the end of this season, uh, and or that yeah. he is going to be offered one. You know, he's talked about him being a leader. He's been the captain multiple times. I think he now- is.
2: Is anybody, sorry, just to pick up on this, I feel like nobody's noticed this. Ainsworth said it in the post-game press conference, and he says it in that article. He says that Chris Martin's his captain, and in the in the, or if you go on one of the Burnley local media like outlets website, um, YouTube, is a press conference of him saying when everyone's fit, Chris Martin is my captain. Hmm,
0: possible. But like, I'm, I'm pretty sure. That, that me by pretty much. Yeah. Johansson led them out when he played a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if Martin that's was starting. What I mean,
2: yeah, that's what I mean. The, like bit weird do you know what I mean? yeah. especially Johansson's out the team as well like we've got a guy who's been here I'm not I'm not saying it's the wrong decision but I'm just saying it's a bit odd like two months in he's the yeah. captain we haven't heard from our supposed actual captain
0: well uh, he was playing um, golf the other day with Lyndon Dykes and George Thomas saw it on Dykes' Instagram it,
1: what they're still <laughs> hanging out with George Thomas
0: yeah I thought it was really oh, nice that's really
1: cute oh yeah I didn't know, know. the smile really nice. across <laughs> Ben's face <laughs> yeah <laughs> I I I'd, you know, I'd nearly forgot about George Thomas, so and then I thought about him the other day, and it really improved my day. I forgot to check if he's actually like, done well, he's, he anything. St- but he's, st- an, he's in a hell of a relegation battle, but I don't know if he's been playing. He's He only
0: left um, halfway through this season, didn't he? So it yeah. feels a lot longer. But Anyway, the, the point I was making with Martin getting a new deal is roughly along the lines of, I'll say two names here. Adoma, Austin. Short-term deals, and then longer Ooh. contracts after. Oh, we we yeah, said was... right hey. after after uh austin that we have we should learn our lesson and then broadly speaking we were okay with the we getting a new deal and this season it, you know there has been a significant drop off in performance martin he's come in on a short term deal so far has done a job and you know people can criticize him but i think he's now our fourth top goal scorer in all competitions this season
1: yes yes um is that with three, three four. goals, two goals, four, four, four uh, goals? We're right.
2: in four fourteen, which is about mm-hmm. Lyndon Dykes's. He's
0: got the best goals per ninety
2: record as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um,
0: you know, going into next season, on what terms would you be happy with Chris Martin playing for us? Contracts wise, um,
1: short, short deal. Possibly so, one year deal. I think. How old is he? Um, Thirty-four. 34. I mean, no, yeah, it can't I'll, be longer I'll, I'll, than one year. No, sure. one-year one, one one year deal, I would narrowly, narrowly give him. Bearing in mind everything you've said about how it went with Austin, how it's gone with your Hansen to an extent, and, and you could yes. have really predicted that happening. but and uh, not to say there haven't been some good performances from him. In there. I think I always talk about putting our money where our mouth is in terms of the sort of club that we are transfer-wise. I don't think giving Chris Martin a deal fits that. The only thing that makes me tend towards giving him a deal is Ainsworth putting that massive emphasis on what he calls his generals, you know, having having these guys that are absolute mentality monsters. And to me, if Martin has effectively dethroned Johansson as captain within the space of a couple of months, that says to me that he might just about be key enough to what Ainsworth wants to do as a person. As a player, I think I would more happily see us take any sort of gamble on a striker with like a similar profile, who's any amount younger. I would rather see us have a go. But I think... Given how much Ainsworth's football is about the personalities of his players, I would I would maybe trust Ainsworth on this for a season with Martin. I don't know. That's
2: yeah. I I yeah. It's funny you said that. I look at it a bit like this. As a player, I actually don't think it's a bad profile to have in the championship. It's tried and tested. It seems to always work. It's worked with us with Matt Smith briefly with Seb Poulter. I think we all enjoyed the weird Idrissa time at QPR. Um, as a person, it's interesting you say about getting younger. I was thinking about the squad, thinking about the players that we're going to be pushing forward to play next season. The squad is already quite young. And I think what has probably killed us this season is the absolute, like, blatant lack of leadership throughout the team. And that's, that's nobody's yes. fault, realistically. Well, it's Most only of- the team's fault. No one, in the, no one in the team's fault to an extent. Realistically, what we've got is a lot of guys that have been in a lot of big academies that have been thrown out and are now only really just getting 100-odd games under their belt at 23, 24, 25. Like with, with that, there's, there's, there's a bit of a gap there between that and Albert Adoma, who's like 36 and is clearly at the back end of his career. So I've always not been against keeping him. For for those reasons, I'm really not against it. Same weirdly, you guys might kill me for this. For a to be quite honest with you, I get the feeling a might stay. Has he got another year or
1: well, no? Uh, I he, think he, we, we have an done.
2: option to extend, I think.
1: The thing is, uh, I'm great. not I'm not certain on a Sorry, just very briefly. Because incidentally, the point you made about Martin as a player, I 100% agree with you. The only reason that I wouldn't keep him player wise is how old he is. I think he's exactly the sort of profile of striker that we could do with having around. Um, whereas Adoma I'm not I'm not certain that that's still there in the same way he had something I've seen him have good games this season I think I've seen him have good games further into the season than some other people think he's had um, yeah I, but, I don't um... want to
2: don't get me wrong I don't want to see him play
1: like
2: I'm okay. i not saying let's go let's start Adoma every week I don't want to see him play if it's if it's a role where like he gives us like 15 minutes off the bench. Like, Sorry, again. that's
1: really that's that really tickled me. Oh, just to be clear, not as a footballer, no. Like... <laughs> the only
0: other thing I'll say, right, is that, and we'll move on after I've made this point, but it's something that Steve, who came on and helped us last week, uh, so thank you very much for Steve. But second of all, he said that this summer, the player turnover is going to be quite large. I just wonder if they've looked at it and thought, we kind of know him already. We know what his gremlins are. He's already here. Why not just fill a space?
1: What is worth or is gremlins?
0: Well, sort of like injury record and stuff like that. There's no sort is of gremlins,
1: like is gremlins a thing? Have I missed that? It, it is now. It's, it's, now it is.
0: Is they don't know sort of like what they know his personality. They know he fits in well at the side. There's no risks there, and they
1: and they know his gremlins. Yeah,
0: they know his gremlins. It that's is. a that's a saying now or was previously. Uh, moving on then.
1: A
2: gremlins, Alex. What are your uh,
1: the- this podcast um, <laughs> <laughs> the- <laughs> write in and tell us what are your gremlins <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's going to be a lot of people no, saying into- supporting QPR <laughs> uh, right finally then um, we don't really need to talk about Stoke in much detail at all to be honest because it doesn't. The, the, what they are going to do doesn't really matter uh, it's what we're going to do and the, unbelievably going into the final two games of this season the fate of qpr football club is still in the hands of the players and you know one win and a couple of results going our way that's a big if but you know we could theoretically s- secure our status in the championship this weekend <sighs> do you have any faith that that's going to happen
1: i think it i think it will happen because of people and football clubs that aren't us. Like I think that's I think probably just the sort of permutation to the table will mean that we don't go down. I'm not I'm not certain. Like I, I saw I saw positives in the Burnley performance and I think the key is that we need to be able to go and now do that against teams that aren't as good as Burnley and the margins will be slightly less fine. You know, we may still need one goal line clearance but not three or whatever it was. They might miss chances but not as good as the ones that Burnley missed and we might score goals that aren't as freak sort of accidents as a couple of those were. Maybe that's a bit harsh, but I don't I don't know that we'll suddenly take that away with us and be excellent. Um, So I think we I think we will stay up this weekend, but I think Burnley will probably yeah, Reading will probably draw or something. Micah,
2: Uh, yeah, again, it's depressing, isn't it? Because yeah, Um, I I can see he's getting a point again. I just feel like. I've said it all season. If we concede the first goal, it's just like you may as well turn the TV off. I just, it just feels like as soon as we go a goal down, we know we're going to lose. And if that happens on Saturday, I imagine we lose. But I also get the feeling ready don't win on Saturday. So, I guess yes is the answer to your question. <laughs> well, I think it's it, it's. Uh,
0: I just don't want it to go down to the final game. I don't want to be sitting in Loftus Road, a very tense and nervous Loftus Road. Needing us to win or get a positive result because I think in that situation we probably will crumble. So, yeah. you know, I would quite, I would really love it if they could just do the job and get it done this week. And then we can all go to Loftus Road next Monday on the bank holiday. Hopefully, with some good weather behind us, a few beers with your friends and family, and just enjoy 90 minutes of football without the threat of relegation looming over us. That would be really quite nice. Rest. You know?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, what was that, Micah?
2: i and say goodbye to chair. Do
1: <laughs> <Well, I> you <actually, laughs> know what? With with all that's been going on, I hadn't even really processed those sort of things. I, I spent so much time thinking about if we go down, who will we lose? The answer probably being like most of our players. But now yeah. I've not really... you know, There's the Willock thing, which I'm sure we'll get to, but I'm... I'm there's nothing to I'm, get I'll, to, I'll just, apparently. Well, yeah, because Mick Beal... Paragon of truth um, <laughs> has told us, um, but you know Willock's complicated one. Whereas Chair, I just love him. Like yeah. I, I'll be, I'll be gutted, and he probably is. He's going to go. i bru- brutally honest, right?
0: So I could. Uh, Willock is a fantastic footballer. Okay, and as an entity of him play when he's playing, yeah, brilliant. But I, I, I if he leaves, he leaves. I don't really care.
1: Yeah, I given absolutely- how this season has gone, I agree yeah. with you. I love yeah. Chair,
0: and I love that. Regardless of all his flaws, he's pretty much always been there for QPR, and I love him. And I think yeah. when, Pete, when he's gone, he will be viewed much differently to where where it is now. Yeah. He's been Definitely. he's been our best player probably for the last couple of seasons. Regardless of what you think, he's just always there, always putting in the effort, yeah. and has got the quality as well. And uh,
2: I, it,
1: it, you I'll look never at his stats the stats that he gets,
0: you look at the stats this season. He still had a good year in and amongst the rubbish. Yeah. It's just not gone the way you would have hoped it, because he started really, yeah. really strongly.
2: The sticky and... gets the sticky gets Ben. It, we all know it's because he came after Eze, and we we love Chair's not as good as Eze. Very few footballers in the championship, yeah. you know. Yeah. It it I agree with you, Alex. Once he's gone, people will be like, oh, I miss Chair, like like they did with. Eze and Freeman and absolutely almost everybody, Darnell Furlong, almost everybody that we write off and then realise, oh, actually they were quite good.
0: Yeah, and yeah. don't uh, don't uh, tell um, me that Willock is as good as Eze. I saw the the highlights of him playing in the Premier League the other day. The way he yeah. took the ball down, moved inside, and took a shot—like, don't tell me that he's better than nonsense. Eze because it's just it's Let's just look, nonsense.
1: Look, what I will say, I think, I think as a very different type of player, Willock always did have the potential to get to similar levels as Eze. I sure. have been on the record of saying that saying about a year ago that he had a higher ceiling than Joe Willock than his brother. Um but as it's transpired, there's the injury record, there's the lack of form when he's nursing an injury, all these sort of things. He's he's now, yeah, obviously nowhere near.
2: Yeah. And this is why yeah. I found the the Rangers stuff weird, because really and truly, Willock's season was derailed by like Mick Beal like rushing him back into the team and his hands. Yeah, I was thinking that.
1: Yeah. It's exactly what he'll try, surely. If he goes to Rangers, that's exactly what Bill will try and do to him again, which we which we've seen completely destroy him as a player already. Like, I'd...
2: yeah. Like...
1: Anyway, so if, I, don't I don't I don't get that at all.
2: I if don't know.
0: Chris Willock wants to go and play in Scotland and face Wraith Rovers and such, and you know get destroyed in the Champions League group stages by an Eastern European team. Then, fair enough. By all means, go and join Rangers. I don't. really um, uh, We got to wrap there, it up. Though, is there a conflict? We've Alexander not got any we've not got any time unfortunately so we're going to wrap it up here thank you both for joining uh the zoom call is literally about to cut out now okay so fine we'll, we'll leave it there okay we'll remember it and bring it for next week until next time come with you us know.